Today's episode of Dog Nation Daily is brought to you by Meriwether and Tharp, your source for Georgia divorce. Find them online at theatlantadivorceteam.com. Presented by DogNation.com, this is Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans. Here's your host, Brandon Adams. We are going to have a discussion on today's show that a lot of shows like this, now first of all, there really is no other show like this, but uh, if there was a show like this for some other program somewhere else that they just simply would not be able to do. It's the thing of, hey, let's talk about some five-star recruits that have a chance to have really big seasons for fill-in-the-blank program. Most fill-in-the-blank programs would not be able to have that topic because there just aren't <laughs> if they've got a five-star recruit then the entire program's already built around that dude and uh, you know the entire hopes and dreams of the entire franchise kind of exist around that player well and at georgia that's a little bit different because there are obviously a huge number of former five-star recruits on the georgia roster some of which have already blossomed and are showing you exactly what they're all about and in some cases there are guys who are we are of the belief that could kind of take that next step here this year. And those are some of the guys I'm going to talk to you about here today, because I think with Georgia spring practice getting ready to get started and us previewing a lot of that this week, I think one of the things that will say a lot as we talk about Georgia for the upcoming season is the role that former five-star recruits could play in all of this. And let me begin with a name in particular here. And, you know, this is not necessarily my prediction. Oh, this guy's going to even be a starter. I'm not, I'm not even really willing to go on the record and necessarily even predict that. But when you think about Georgia being the best version of itself, when you think about the, the array of possibilities and the highest end of that achievement, as we talked about on Monday with John Stinchcomb and a couple of times this week related to the potential for breakout amongst the Georgia rushing attack and how the offensive line plays and all of that, one of the big former five-star names that is in such an interesting position here this year to to really step forward during spring practice and be in a role of some sort for Georgia this upcoming season. Maybe not as tackle. You know, that may still be, you know, Broderick Jones, who was there at the end of uh, last season, the national championship game, and Warren McClendon, who's locked down right tackle for quite some time. And that Amarius Mims may not be a starting tackle for you, but as a super sub type role, which we've seen former five stars be before for UGA, or maybe best player available, kind of sliding into one of those guard spots, one way or another, you know, it's really time to find out what you have with Amarius Mims. And it's time for Amarius Mims to demonstrate to the rest of us what he really brings to the table as a, a player. And when I say that, it's not to say that it's past time that somehow Mims is behind schedule because I don't believe that to be the case. It's just time that this spring could be a really big moment for him to, to blossom. And obviously he does so with the pressure of knowing, man, when it comes to recruiting accolades, there are a few who've had more than he does. But what's kind of cool here is he seems to have been at peace with that attention now for quite some time. I want to go back to the time in which Amarius was still a recruit and he was being interviewed by Jeff Sintel and Jeff was talking about the transition that Mims had recently made at that time to the offensive tackle position and kind of what it's like knowing that so many people, even way back then, were already expecting so much from you. So on a day in which we're talking about former five-star recruits for Georgia that could be in line for big things through this upcoming year, what Mims once said as a five-star recruit about the attention he's receiving seems like a pretty important and pretty appropriate place to start all of this. So let's go back in time and hear Marius Mims. I mean, this is still new to you. You just this is your first year playing tackle. You were tied in, and you're not going to be a dominator already. But like, what's this like trying to fill this shoes of? Oh man, this is the next big guy. 
Well, I mean, it's, it's more like I just got to take it day by day, and I just got to get better. So just just talking, constantly taking it all in, but just trying to get better each and every day. I realize that feels like and sounds like the kind of thing you've heard from recruits before, but I do believe that is the appropriate response, that, hey, in light of everybody thinking you're already good, what do you do about that? Well, you go out there and just keep working on getting better, that to be fixated on your own process, to be fixated on what you do to continue to improve is the way to keep you know all the pressure that comes from folks thinking so much of you kind of keeping that at bay and it sounds like you know if you go back and rewatch the full interview with jeff Sintel there it's the dog nation youtube page you can find it but if you go back and rewatch the interview it sounds like you know mims was pretty well able to to process all that and chronicle all that way back then and what he was thinking then probably serves him well because if you're going to make a list of five-star guys that you're either hopeful break out this year or or certainly you would put on a list of guys that could break out this year, there's no doubt Marius Mims is one of the names on that list. Uh, let me move over to defense for a moment. I'll come back to offense before we're done. If you move over to defense for a moment, and when uh, Mike Griffith was with us on Wednesday, we talked more about this. What's going to happen for Georgia at linebacker this year is to me really intriguing because of just how good keep it inside linebackers for a moment just how good that group was in 2021 Kobe dean had as good a single season as any georgia player has had uh, channing tendall quay walker they were uh, excellent uh, as well and there are talented guys waiting in the wings but these are talented guys we haven't seen too much of as of yet and a couple of guys i want to highlight here in addition to you know a guy like jamon dubas johnson we've talked a lot about who i think is a really interesting prospect think about former five stars for a moment like xavier and sorry uh like smile mond and, and their chance here this upcoming season i think both these guys bring a real intriguing recruiting pedigree into the conversation of who could compete for playing time at linebacker and to put the highlight here on mond just for a moment once again let's go back to an old interview that jeff did with Mondin, the five-star recruit at the time and you know smile was asked hey tell us a little bit about yourself tell us what you want people to know about you and when normally you think about the five-star guy one of the things that kind of comes to mind is the the athleticism the the god-given traits that make you different than anybody else that that might be in that same conversation there and clearly smile Mondin's got some of that but when Smile at the time was asked by Jeff of, hey, what do you think makes you stand out? What do you think makes you different? It wasn't anything God-given that Mondin brought up here. It was something that he himself has chosen to do and chosen to make part of his craft. And if you're thinking about a reason why maybe this could be a big year in which he really steps up, what Mondin has said in the past to our Jeff Sintel is certainly an example of that. Here is Smile from an interview as a recruit. Somebody watches you play. What do you hope they pick up about what's important to you and what you work on to be great? Um, that I that I watch film because like the game, I feel like it comes natural to me because like because of how much film I watch. So like I feel like I know what's gonna happen before it happens. So like I just have like a like I'm I'm a step ahead. I feel like. I think that's really cool and nice uh, if you're watching a video nice look back there to when he put that Georgia hat for the first time on for the first time and celebrated that UGA commitment but I think what smile says there is really cool that hey I may have the kind of athletic specs you know specs that you would expect a five-star recruit to have but I'm also a five I'm also a five-star film watcher there as well I'm also doing my own part to do hard work to to really find out everything I can about the game of football, the team I might be playing, the the role that I'm in. I'm going to be watching film to get ready for all of that. And one of the reasons why I think that sounds so good and, and so appropriate for a guy like this to say, I mean, can you imagine what it must be like to be a five-star recruit showing up at a place like Georgia? And clearly, I've never been you know, that kind of athlete. Many of you maybe not 
you know, been that either. Probably, probably have, I'm guessing far more of you than not are, are not former five-star athletes. The point though, is this, which is that you've spent your entire life prior to coming to a place like Georgia, where you were a standout in every room you were ever in. It was clear who the athlete was. It was clear on fields, whether it be football or the other sports you might've played that you were just different than the folks you were playing with. It just, it's just obvious growing up how different you are. But when you get to a place like Georgia, everybody was the version of that in their own hometown. Like imagine how disconcerting that must be when you first show up there of the thing that's made you, you being a better athlete than everybody you've ever uh, come in contact with is also the thing that's made the other guy who he kind of thinks of himself as being there too. So suddenly you're in a room of people who look just like you now, not maybe, you know, size and, you know, everything else why but you know what i'm saying it's like the uh, the overall athletic pedigree is now similar you were in a room full of people who are as well credentialed from an athletic standpoint as you are so what do you do to differentiate yourself once you're in that category well small modern says i watch film i'm going to study and that really can be the difference maker what do you do to take athleticism and take it to the next level do you get tougher do you get smarter do you get you know what do you do to add to that you got the athleticism, but what else do you have? Well, Smile Modern says, I've got that film uh, watching uh, going on there, too, which is kind of nice. And so between him and, and Sori, that's more five-star type names that you kind of think about making a big impact potentially for Georgia this year. Let me go back to offense now for a moment because here's a guy that, boy, it just seems like he's been so on the cusp of breaking out for really quite some time. And he's had nice moments, especially at the end of the 2020 season. And you know, had a touchdown in the SEC championship there as well, where he showed off that unbelievable size that has made him such a source of curiosity for Georgia fans for such a long time. Of course, I'm talking about Darnell Washington, who obviously dealt with his share of injuries in the 2021 season. But now you hope he's healthy. And in a spring practice where there's no Brock Bowers, that's even more of an opportunity for Darnell Washington to be everything that folks believe that he can be. And if you want to go back to uh, last season for a moment, this is after G-Day a year ago. It's almost exactly a year from where we are right now, a little less than a year, but, but close to that nonetheless. Smart talked about what we're talking about right now, the unbelievable potential for the former five-star Washington. Uh, this is what Smart said about that then. Um, I know his conditioning level is going to be important to him to make sure he's, he's really in shape. He's a great target. He's a big target. Uh, he's an athletic guy, and uh, he's a weapon. we got to find ways to be able to utilize him both in the passing game and in the run game because he's a weapon in both. So the tone that Smart uses there I think is pretty interesting. Obviously, we know that Washington, because of his size, is clearly a weapon in the running game for Georgia, becomes a great blocker for UGA, but also a guy that's shown he can catch the football too. He can outrun safeties. He can outrun some of those guys that cover him, and uh, he's made some big big receptions in his, his Georgia career thus far. But Smart also touches on the the need to stay healthy, the need to stay in, in, in good physical condition, and, and, and those are clearly things that are also going to be important for Darnell moving into the spring there too. And you know, this is where I'll kind of add something to this for a moment. I am just like the rest of you. I'm very intrigued by what Washington is as a player. But there's one narrative, though, that I do find a little frustrating from time to time, that that all of this, the responsibility for, for Washington's breakout, somehow rests with the Georgia program. How well does Georgia use him? How well does Georgia maximize his potential? And I understand some of that. It is the job of a Georgia offense to get the most of its playmakers. There have been times in the past where I don't believe the Georgia offense – necessarily did that i don't believe that's a problem anymore but it may have been a problem in the past but that's not the same thing as saying that the full responsibility for getting the most out of darnell rests with todd hartley or todd munkin or even kirby smart that some of this is also the responsibility of darnell himself so 
this spring, I hope that Darnell takes that opportunity very seriously. I believe that he probably will, but I hope he takes very seriously the opportunity that's in front of him to say, okay, there is no Brock Bowers. We know the Georgia offense works for tight ends because look how well it worked for Brock Bowers. Now Darnell Washington has a chance to make that offense work for him and put himself in a position so that later on this fall when Brock is back, all of a sudden now you've got two tight end sets with Brock Bowers and Darnell Washington together, and now you're finally seeing the full complement of what everybody believes is possible for Darnell Washington. But as I said before, the responsibility on that doesn't just rest with Georgia getting something out of Darnell. It also, in some respects, rests with Washington himself in getting the most out of himself and putting that on display for all of us to see. And hopefully G-Day will be an example of that at the end of this year's spring practice. One final former five-star name I want to mention. Now, this is a guy that's already a very good player. And this is a guy that's already very instrumental in the success that George enjoyed along the way to winning a national championship. I'm talking about Nolan Smith. Not only is he a former five-star, for the class of 2019, he was the number one recruit in the country. And he's coming back to Georgia for one more year. You don't get very many opportunities like this if you're a program like UGA to have a fourth year from a guy like Nolan Smith. And it's clear what Nolan wants to do. He wants to put the kind of numbers together and put the kind of resume together that gives him a chance to be a very high draft pick into the same level he was once a very high recruit. And I really hope that works out. I believe there's a very good chance that it will. But as it does, the value that Nolan provides to UGA won't simply be on a stat sheet, won't simply be with his measurable on-field production. There's a level of leadership that Nolan showed last year that I think is truly uncommon. And I think it was one of the most important things for Georgia as the dogs kind of moved into the kind of team that could win a national championship. The the feeling that guys like Nolan had, I think, created the the environment where that was more possible i want to give you an example here really quick that near the end of last season nolan being a guy that grew up in the state of georgia was asked what a national championship would mean for uga now listen i've been georgia fan my whole life and i talk for a living i don't know that my own words on what the championship would mean for georgia were any better than what nolan himself said about this it was such a nice thing to see. And when you think about former five stars in a big role for Georgia this year, an expanded leadership for role for a guy like Nolan, who was already so well attuned to, to what was at stake for Georgia last season. Boy, this is a fun thing to think about. This is the example from Nolan that I was referencing a moment ago. I mean, I think it means everything. You know, it's a lot of kids that's born and raised in the state of Georgia. And this is one that you'll never forget. And I always tell, always talk about leaving a legacy to my kids. But this is the ultimate, you know. Kind of like, you know, a lot of people go to the programs just because of their father and everything. I want that to be my son's choice. But ultimately, this is my goal and my dream to be able to walk back here and, you know, point point at, you know, son, this is what I did here. And, you know, we born we born and raised here. So why wouldn't we want to do that? Don't you want more of that this year, that leadership that Nolan Smith shares right there? And I do think that that, that kind of mindset, that kind of attitude was very important for Georgia as it won a – national championship uh this past season and getting more of that here for this upcoming year i think is truly valuable indeed so keep that in mind whether it be nolan in a bigger leadership role and also even more stats whether it be you know uh guys like smile Mondin and xavian sorry a little younger but now getting a chance to play more also former five stars or an offense a offensive lineman maybe like Amarius mims or a tight end like darnell washington who has had so many expectations kind of attached to him for quite some time this could be a big year for these former five stars and the very best version of georgia on the field this season could in some former fashion include a good bit of the guys that i just mentioned 
My name is uh, Brandon Adams, and I almost forgot my own name there for a moment. You can tell we're getting a little later in the week in terms of pre-recording our shows here for vacation. But nonetheless, I'm happy to have you with us. Dog Nation Daily, the daily podcast for Georgia Bulldogs fans, presented today by Meriwether and Tharp. That's true on video, usually 945, first and 15, dognation.com, the Dog Nation app, 10 a.m., Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, the rest of the video platforms, radio at noon on Athens Sports Radio 960, the ref, or as a podcast, wherever you find them, the Apple Player, Spotify, worldfamousdognation.com. So many great ways for you to get in touch with our program, and we just really appreciate you being a part of all of that with us as we do that here today. Uh, really fun stuff, and just really appreciate you being for making it all possible. You know, they're your source for Georgia divorce. And listen, I am enjoying some great vacation time this week. Very glad to be able to do that. But it is no vacation for you, though, if you find yourself in the midst of a challenging situation where you are now kind of of the mindset that divorce, something you at one point in time never wanted to think about. Now, maybe you feel like you're forced to think about it. And not only are you thinking about it, you're coming to the conclusion that maybe that's the next step for you. That's a tough spot to be in, but I can make it a little bit easier for you. I can give you an advocate, a strong source to have by your side to to go through all of this that's what my friends at meriwether and tharp can provide for you because they've been through situations similar to yours thousands of times of course your case has you know situations that may be specific to you but the law works to your advantage in some respects and meriwether and tharp understands those ways in which the law and knowledge of the law can help you and help you set yourself up for for more success and and happier times in the next season of your life and so my invitation to you is to trust them to do that for you set up a free initial consultation and find out all the things that meriwether and tharp can do for you the website is the atlanta divorce team.com that's the atlanta divorce team.com meriwether and tharp is your source for georgia divorce so make sure you check them out today once again the atlanta divorce team.com so a fun conversation there about former five stars to start our program off and now to keep things going you know earlier this week i shared my thoughts about george receivers and how all of that could play out here this year to keep that preview alive and and to keep the discussion ongoing of just who could step up and how valuable it is to have certain people come back certain people coming in and kind of how all those pieces fit together let's do a lot of that right now it's terrence edwards we call it a marlowe's tavern insider update so let's get more on the georgia wide receiver situation with him right now and across the SEC or wherever the recruiting trail may lead. Here's a DogNation.com insider. Always great to be with Terrence Edwards for a Marlowe's Tavern insider update. Uh, really fun things going on uh, around the uh, Georgia program as we head towards spring practice. Of course, this is a pre-recorded show, pre-recorded interview, but looking ahead to those guys going to be catching the football for Georgia in 2022 and no better person to talk about that than a guy who caught a lot of footballs himself with uh terrence edwards and i guess terrence as we kind of dive into this let me kind of begin with some of the names who finished last season on kind of a strong note especially ad mitchell you know kind of that touchdown late fourth quarter against alabama we know how pivotal that was in the national championship win and i guess because of that that kind of puts him in the forefront of if you're looking for a really big season for a Georgia wide receiver for this upcoming season and seeing some evidence of that this spring, Mitchell's got to be right there near the top of that conversation, does he not? Oh, most definitely. Uh, we saw that uh, he's a talented young man. I just think now he, he has to take that next step if he wants to be you know, the top guy, that guy that's going to be able to uh, take double teams, that guy who's going to be able to get uh, – single coverage and make plays when opportunity presents itself like it did in the national championship game. Um, there are some things he, he could uh, continue to improve on. A uh, couple of drops there that I like to 
see him catch those contested catches. To be that guy, you got to make those catches. But we we just have a, I think, a multitude of uh, receivers that's going to able to be able to take the pressure off Brock Bowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Lad uh, McConkey. I think uh, Marcus uh, Rosemary is, is another receiver that I think going to take the next step coming off that gruesome injury that he yeah. that he had. Uh, Kiaris, uh, man, I just worked out uh, with Kiaris like two weekends ago, and he, he's getting his quickness back from the knee surgery Good. that he had. So I, I just say we have a plethora of, of guys that uh, can make plays. I, I know the loss of Jermaine Burton and George is is uh, it's not as devastating as we may think. Yes, I would love to have both of those guys there. But we have a, a talented room that I think uh, is going to take a lot of pressure off just having – uh, Brock Bowers, a team focused on Brock. We have outside guys that are going to be able to make plays as well. You mentioned Kiaris Jackson. You know, how big of a presence is the fact that I mean, he's a 2018 signee? He's been here now for a while. That's a real veteran. You know, to have him in the mix of a collection of younger guys looking to take the next step, some guys brand new to the program, to have a guy like Kiaris who has so much experience now, and as you said, now healthier than he was before even, how much does his return matter for the Bulldogs, you think? I think it's a big. I think it's big. Just his leadership. He's like you say, he's a 2018. So he's been around the block and he's seen uh, everything that he's needed to see in college football. So now he's that guy that these young guys, these freshmen that's coming in, that they can lean on. Like he's that guy to help these guys navigate through the the crazy schedule of a college athlete. I don't think a lot of people really understand the schedule that we have and Kiaris is the guy that's been there done that and he can be an extension of Brian McClendon so uh it's a blessing that he came back uh talent wise he's going to be able to make plays and help Georgia try to repeat but just for helping these young guys it's big to have a leader like that in your room the other guy you mentioned a while ago that I want to make sure we highlight here is Marcus Rosemey Jackson because when I think about you know someone who's at times and you know it's a theme for these wide receivers right you know injuries have been an issue in the case of Rosemary Jackson you called it a gruesome injury earlier and that's exactly what it was I remember being in Jacksonville that day things were going so well against Florida in 2020 Georgia builds the two touchdown lead and on the Rosemary Jackson touchdown the ankle injury and just how awful that was to see and we know that's a long road back to recovery but that touchdown that led to the injury and other examples that when he has been healthy, man, he's really shown you what he potentially could be. When I think about high upside, Terrence, when I think about potential that hasn't yet fully been realized, a guy like Marcus Rosemey Jack saying, I just think it's going to be a part of this discussion. This was a top 10 receiver rated nationally when he signed with the Bulldogs, you know, top 100 level recruit. This is a very, very prominent figure on the recruiting trail when he came to UGA and I don't know. I still have a lot of hope that, that he can really put it together in a big way this season because that's another guy that's healthier now, presumably, than he was going back to 2020 when he dealt with a very serious injury that we knew at the time was going to have a long road for, towards recovery. Oh, most definitely. I think he's a guy that uh, if taking that next step, and I, and I have no reason to believe that he won't coming off that, that group of injury, as I said, He's a guy that we're going to be able to rely on. I mean, he's a polished route runner, and he has reliable hands. So he's a guy that once his opportunity is called, he can make plays for the Bulldogs. And I expect uh, now with Coach McClendon, uh, B-Mac is in there. I think all these guys got to go and prove to him that who he should play and earn playing time. So 
this is this another thing for those guys that uh, it's a clean slate now. They they have to go in and all prove to Coach B Mac that I deserve playing time, and Coach B Mac is going to come out there and with his pedigree, and he's going to play the best player. Um, so everyone now has to show and to work their playing time and earn their playing time with Coach B Mac. And if if Marcus go and earn playing time, he'll be a difference maker on the mm-hmm. field. No, I think that's uh, really well said. So tell me if you agree or disagree with this, that of all the receivers we can talk about, I personally think the guy that maybe has the highest upside of all may be Arian Smith, and it's because of the speed that he brings to the table. Has some experience. We've seen him catch big balls for Georgia before, but that speed is just a different kind of ingredient, and I'm really hoping to see him put it together in a big way because I just think he has a chance to be such a home run threat for UGA. Where would you rank him in terms of just the you know, the highest potential upside for these guys in this receiver room right now? Uh, he's up there at the top. Uh, just one thing about Aaron, I just think, you know, as a, as a junior in high school, if you watch the stem, he was kind of a A-back in the style of the Georgia Tech offense. Okay. Um, then he transferred to different high schools as a senior. Then he went mostly – and he went strictly a wide receiver. So he's new at this position. He's young, and he's still trying to understand his position. But uh, he could come to me. He could come to whoever. Coach B. Mack. Can, can teach them all the nuances of the position. But one thing that none of us can teach is that straight line speed that he has. So he brings a different dimension that if he stays healthy, uh, Coach uh, Monk and, and that crew has a weapon. They, they they have a weapon that can affect the defense. Even if it's just decoy being able to take two, that mm-hmm. lightens the box. If he be able to take two, you have crossers. If you leave him single, he has the opportunity to make plays down the field, as we've already seen. So that next step for him is, is just probably the most important player in that room taking that next step. And his step is to stay healthy. He, he yeah. just had so many back breaks that I, I feel sorry for the kid because every time he got the opportunity, he has produced. So just imagine if he could stay for 13, 12, 13 games and plus the playoff. He'll be a weapon that we have to use. Uh, he's he just too talented not. So when I get the picture in my mind of what you're describing there of, hey, a guy that you know has only been a full-time wide receiver for a short period of time and he's still learning, like one of the first things that comes to my mind is the crispness of the route running. And I'm also curious of what else goes with that. You know, What makes you be an athlete that has God-given abilities to being someone who's truly well-trained at the position beyond just route running? What else is that, Terrence? No, he has to be able – for guys that are that fast, and, and I bring power – Tyreek Hill up in this. The guy who's mm-hmm. just straight line fast really have to understand how to control their speed while they're running routes. And Tyreek has kind of mastered of deception of being able to change speeds within his route to control his speed when in route. Because I cannot run a 60 yard dash or 100 yard dash or a 40 yard dead at zero to 100 and be able to get in and out our cut mm-hmm. at a timely manner. So you have to be able to control that speed. And uh, once he, he really learns how to control that speed, guys are going to be off anyway because the sky report says this is a track guy. We cannot allow him to get behind us. So they're going to try to stay their distance. Uh, even if he, he becomes that guy, B.A., then they're going to have to play a two-high shell. That means two-high free, two-high safety. And then our running game, we know it's already always going to be RBU. So he's going to be very important to be out on the field to control defenses with his speed. And now he has to learn how to control that speed to run these short to intermediate routes. 
It is our Marlowe's Tavern Insider Update with Terrence Edwards right here on Dog Nation Daily. And, of course, Marlowe's Tavern got a great event going on right now that I want to make sure you're aware of. It's the Bayou and Bourbon event, which is kind of a taste of the Big Easy celebrating New Orleans style. Or even if you uh, go check out your local tavern, they even change the name right now. got the – there you see it on the screen. M-A-R-L-E-A-U-X, kind of going with the uh, Cajun spelling for uh, Marlowe's Tavern. It's really fun. Uh, Marlowe's loves doing stuff like this throughout the year. Chef John Matt, such a creative culinary mind, got some great – special menu items they're rolling out just for this and make sure you try it if you haven't about the uh, roasted chicken and shrimp gumbo how good does that look for those of you watching on video delicious stuff right now one of our favorite desserts that marlowe's brings out throughout the year the honey bread uh bourbon honey bourbon bread pudding that's a lot of fun nolan style po boy deconstructed jambalaya so many great things going on and it's happening right now at the local marlowe's tavern near you spelling it right now m-a-r-l-e-a-u-x with kind of the cajun spelling that's a uh, really fun you can even try that great hurricane cocktail as well because you know marlo's tavern if they've got fun special menu items they've got some craft cocktails to go along with it so check out marlo's for the tavern there in your neighborhood uh terrence before we let you go here's a part of our marlo's tavern insider update let me look at the other position that catches the football for uga the absence of brock bowers during spring the reported surgery that he's uh, undergone opens up the door for other tight ends how big of an opportunity does that exist for the non-brock bowers tight ends knowing that uh, Bowers is going to be recovering from injury throughout this year's spring practice? Um, it's, it's a great opportunity for guys like Darnell Washington, Oscar Depp, and crew. Uh, I think this would be a big spring for Oscar to kind of fit that mold of a of a Brock, and I don't uh, really want people to like, oh, he's the next Brock Bowers. Sure. They're different players. He, he's not as fast as, as Brock, uh, but he is a, a bigger receiver that that plays tight end and he he's a, a devastating blocker right now and uh i think oscar could have opportunities and uh some of the other tight ends that that's been there that's kind of got overlooked it's a big spring for you right now yeah. uh it showed that you know without without brock there are some reps right now that we could take and that could catapult you into into the uh, into the fall so it, it this is a big position uh, I mean, we all know what Brock represents. We all know what Darnell represents. But there's going to be some reps that some of these other guys are going to have opportunity to to showcase. And I think this what Brock did. He took advantage and showed people from day one uh, how special he is. And I think uh, Oscar could be in, in that mix to just show how special he is. Because uh, we're going to need a – we play so much 12 and 13. We're going to need that, right. that third tight end to be able to come in since Patrick decided to – uh, declare for the draft so we're going to need another tight end to step up and now this uh opportunity to show the coaches what you could do and i'll finish with this i think you're probably kind of like me on this which is that hey ultimately i want georgia to have the best team they can have but i'm also kind of rooting for some guys who you know it takes a lot of intestinal fortitude to, to stick around and overcome injuries and wait your turn and really fight for your spot a guy like Ryland Gody, for instance who's dealt with a lot of injuries and who has you know hung around and, and and trying to get that opportunity for playing time and maybe this is one of those years where he gets a chance to show that he was clearly a big time prospect coming out of high school and you know I think he clearly still has that same you know potential that he maybe once would have had it's obviously a very crowded position group right now because Bowers and Washington when they're healthy they're going to be on the field a lot and you know we know what Oscar Delp has a chance to do as a very big member of this 2022 class but for a guy like Ryland Gody who hangs around and kind of waits for his turn here and finally now may be healthy enough to show what he's all about man there's a part of me that's always going to root for guys like that a bit too oh most definitely i think uh a lot of things have been out of his, his control is getting injured 
come out of high school. I think it was Mountain View High School. Yeah. I think he come out of he's a you know big time prospect for us, and we all expect the big things out of him. Just the injury bug has always been there, and uh, I haven't heard him not being healthy. So this is an opportunity for him to go and showcase and prove that I could be that third tight end now. Uh, so this is a very important spring for him, and uh, he has to show what he's made of in the weight room now. Spring practices uh, a month away or so, so he have the opportunity to show that I can be that third tight end if called upon. Terrence, uh, you mentioned before getting a chance to do some work with some guys right now, and obviously I want to encourage folks to check you out. They want to be better at catching the football, better at playing the tight end spot, the wide receiver spot. You're obviously working with guys like that all the time. Remind folks how they can get in touch with the Terrence Edwards Wide Receiver Academy. You can find me on all social medias at Terrence Edwards Wide Receiver Academy. All work is in effect tonight. That's good stuff. Terrence, thanks for uh, being with us here today. We will look forward to getting a chance to speak to you soon. Thanks, B.A. Let's take a look around the rest of the league. This is SEC Through. And indeed, it's time to go cruise around the SEC, courtesy of Royal Caribbean today. I'm enjoying my cruise right now, spending some time on a great Royal Caribbean cruise ship and inviting you to do that with us coming up in the month of April there as well when Dog Nation sets sail on the Independence of the Seas, going to Nassau in the Bahamas, going to Perfect Day, Coco Cay, and leaving out of Port Canaveral. It's an easy drive from where I'm sitting right now, so it's one of the reasons why we chose that as, as our destination. It's just uh, so so much fun and i can't wait to have all of you on board at least a few more of you on board because we only have a few spots left so if you go to dognation.com right at the top of the page you see a link to learn more about all the specific details and including how you can book your cruise to be with us and if you haven't been on a royal caribbean cruise ship in a while man oh boy how amazing these things are right now so many great choices so many great fun opportunities uh, the shows just there's just so many especially restaurants uh, the, the the destinations that the cruise ships visit, the shore excursions you can do while you're there, you know, riding Ultimate Abyss on some of these ships with the really cool, you know, slides. There's just amazing, amazing experience. Uh, Perfect day, Coco K is unlike anything you've ever done before. Just cannot wait to share this with so many of you. It's coming up really soon here in the month of April. So dognation.com to be on the cruise with Dog Nation here coming up. Go to the website, find out more about that. Our friends at the Cruise and Vacation Authority doing a great job of helping us get all of that booked up. All right, as we are rolling along here, cruising around the SEC, courtesy of Royal Caribbean, we have been, over the course of the last few days, taking a snapshot of a couple of the different SEC teams. Now, obviously, while I'm gone on a vacation, there's probably news breaking here and there. And obviously, when I get back live and doing the show in our normal format, we'll address that then. But we thought while I'm away and moving into the start of spring practice, take a snapshot of some of these teams post-signing day, pre-spring. It just kind of made some sense. Tennessee Volunteers certainly one of those teams because relative to expectations, Tennessee was one of the most surprising teams in the SEC here this past year and josh heupel curiosity around him of how much can tennessee now also build off of that as you go into a next season well let's talk about what exactly is the tennessee's looking to build off of seven and six last year four and four in league play now this is one of those things where when you look at uh south carolina we talked about them a little earlier in the week you know just three league wins for the gamecocks four for tennessee in fact the difference there is the win that tennessee got against south carolina so that's a little bit of a feather uh for the vols here 17th according to the 24 7 sports composite for the 2022 recruiting class but the thing that really jumps out to me is ninth according to bill conley espn.com preseason sp plus the computers here 
really like the Vols a pretty good bit. Now, the challenge is you've still got Georgia on the schedule. You've still got the year, you know the yearly date with Alabama. But there seems to be a little bit of a recipe here for Hinton Hooker coming back, Tennessee building off of the winning record from a year ago. Hard, though, you know, to go from like nobody expects anything from you to get to seven is one step. To go from seven to anything above that, though, is a far different step all the way around. But interesting to see there. Computers, recruiting ranking, not terrible. Uh, you know, obviously the return of a guy like Hendon Hooker from a team that had a winning record a year ago. Maybe a little bit of a chance here for uh, Tennessee to do something year two and maybe stand out with apologies to Kentucky as the biggest threat to Georgia in the SECs. If you're a UGA fan, are you ready to say that about the uh, Vols here for the upcoming season? It's probably worth uh, considering that as we get a little closer to the season. Uh, let's go SEC West now. Uh, another quick snapshot of a team within the league, and this is a coach that Georgia fans know very well and also I think for the most part still cheer for to the extent in which his interests don't conflict with uh, dog fans. I'm talking about, of course, Sam Pittman there at Arkansas. Boy, you're talking about breakout success. How about a nine-win year for Arkansas last season? And a lot of folks are left to wonder what comes next after that. Well, let's take a look here on the screen. For those of you watching on video, we'll talk more about that. Another one of those teams that was 4-4 and in SEC play and now 28th in both the 2022 recruiting class and also the ESPN SP Plus uh, ratings from the preseason mark here. A lot of pretty impressive recruits coming in. Drew Sanders, linebacker from uh, Alabama. Landon Jackson, that's an edge rusher coming in from LSU. Of course, Latavius Brini, you know him, former Georgia defensive back. So uh, Arkansas has also gotten off to a great start with the 2023 recruiting class, but that's not going to impact him on the field here this year. But in the case of Sanders especially, maybe. Maybe that's the biggest name of them all a chance to kind of lean on some of those uh, recruits and try to build something there. Uh, Sam Pittman has really probably outdone what anybody would have thought was possible for him prior to all of this. And uh, now looking to take that into his third year, he's obviously loving life out there. He loves the state of Arkansas. You know, he wants to live there for the rest of his life. I think, you know, that, you know, Northwest Arkansas right up there in the corner of the state. It's a beautiful outdoors area, you know, Ozark mountains, beautiful lakes, things like that. I think that uh, Pittman really enjoys all of that. And he's also enjoying some success on the field for the Razorbacks too. And so we'll see if that continues there in 2022. We'll make that cruise and run the SEC courtesy of Royal Caribbean. And speaking of enjoying yourself, you also get a chance to do that. When it comes to finished long drink, go to thelongdrink.com and find out why everyone seems to be enjoying this ready-to-drink cocktail right out of the can. It looks like a beer, but it's not. It's a ready-to-drink cocktail, and you can try it. In fact, if you go to thelongdrink.com, you can learn about the four different varieties. Traditional, blue can. It's got a gin kick to go along with some grapefruit flavor. The long drink cranberry, long drink strong, which is 8.5% alcohol by volume. I know a lot of y'all like that. Long drink zero, zero carbs, zero sugar. You can just try the finished long drink and really enjoy that for yourself today and find out where you can pick some up. It's been in America now for a couple of years. It's in Georgia now too, pretty much wherever you go. A lot of folks back at golf courses again because the weather's starting to get a little bit warmer. The finished long drink can be found at a lot of golf courses, bars and beverage stores and so many other things there as well. Just check out the longdrink.com and you can find out where you can pick some up today and hope you enjoy yourself some finished long drink. And we'll wrap things up here golden shoe style. We love shouting out the Gator haters in our audience. We've had fun with the golden shoe for years. And over the course of time, some of these kind of, I kind of collect too many of these and I get a little bit behind in terms of giving some folks the golden shoe credit in which they deserve. 
So I want to make sure we don't do that. I thought this was funny for my buddy Mad Dog, who uh, sends this to me. He says, they really are the lousy, stinking gators. And he cites a barstool graphic, which ranked the smelliest states. Florida coming in at number one on that. I can neither confirm nor deny that. But if they are the lousy, stinking gators, I guess it would make sense. They would be a smelly state. Uh, funny stuff from Mike Mad Dog there. True gator hater style. Mad Dog's probably won the most golden shoes. He may be our most prolific golden shoe winner so congratulations to him and speaking of the lousy stinking gators reminder that it's been 4,795 days since they have won a national championship and a gator hater countdown back in jacksville coming up 249 days from now we'll see you tomorrow dog nation daily presented by merriweather and tharp